From the PSIA, AASI's Safer at Home Studios in Nederland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and we're going to have a chat with Brad Miller, who is the director of the Winter Sports School at Nubs Knob, about opening during a pandemic and keeping open during a pandemic. Uh, Brad, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Uh, thanks for having me, George. It's been quite a year, to be sure. I can imagine. Uh, how were you able to fit in 30 minutes of a chat today? <laughs> <laughs> well, ironically, I got a couple weeks off here to convalesce. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, skiing hard. Anyway, um, yeah, well, it's great to be with you, George, and uh, it has been quite a challenging year. So let's go way back uh, into the fall, and was there ever any doubt that you were going to be able to open? Uh, there was, George, and it wasn't necessarily just um, the snow sports school. It was the snow sports industry. And there is a, uh, I'm going to use the term anxiety, I think, at least for our resort, and I'm sure many others, that are we even going to be able to open? And if so, how are we going to handle this? Um the pandemic and on the outside it didn't seem impossible but the facility overload um was kind of what we were looking at more concerning and then also um teaching lessons how are we gonna how are we gonna teach lessons yet keep people apart uh from the usual uh 50 instructor lineup so and that i mean you're right even having a lineup is kind of a new thing because we're spread apart and I've actually seen some good things come out of this. Do you think that there are some changes that were made that you actually might keep and, uh, you know, have next year when there is no pandemic, hopefully hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's hope not, please. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's definitely, um, <clears throat> one change that we, we made a change where we, uh, changed our lesson schedule. So they uh, overlapped instead of all meeting at the same time. Um, and that that worked to get us to the holidays, which were a record for us, um, believe it or not. But it created some problems down the road. But one of the things that we um, had ready to institute, were we had colored pods where there might be five instructors per pod, and the people could, <clears throat> excuse me, go out and um, find their color pod and find their instructor there, which we could keep uh, less people puddling up i think that's the word i heard the other day that i liked <laughs> so how so, are you able to get your staff through training and everything like that uh, what okay so how am i going to say this? this is my first year as a snow sports director in 30 years and now it's at a major area in northern michigan and it's like oh my god what did i get myself into training there was no in-person meeting um usually there is and that's where we set up schedules you can meet people and there's something to be said still for meeting face to face um so that was a little difficult we had set up groups of no more than five per trainer um once we got started and they were able to go out and work on um the beginning skiing beginning snowboarding and then we had a couple other things thrown in too, but the, the groups never exceeded five and people were not allowed to go up the chairlift together unless they lived in the same household. So it was really, it was, it was a really a tense, tense moment to get all those people out there and get them training. But uh, the snow sports school did a really
really good job. And I, I was really impressed with that. We have a huge amount of kids that go to college and how they respected um, the physical distancing. Um, so we pulled that off. Um, it, it certainly was a Reader's Digest type of year, all condensed. So, <laughs> and, and, and also our snow didn't come until three weeks late this year too. So everything was, that just magnified it. So it was very, very crazy. You know, you bring up a really good point there, Brad, because with low snow and the pandemic and our whole timeline getting thrown off, training for early season became a real issue. And uh, it was hard to even get out and ski with some of the new staff and see where they were and people talking about, wanting to take exams and, you know, we're going into winter break before we're really getting the whole snow sports industry up and running. And it's kind of putting a crush on us here later season or mid season. It certainly, certainly does George. Um, I was really fortunate when I took over the snow sports director's job here at Nubs that uh, there was six education staff members that, from PSA Central that said, hey, we'd like to come and help you. And so they got on our staff and were able to make time. And just the, them being here generated a huge amount of um, excitement for our, for our younger staff and for our older staff too. And some of the clinics that they took from the education staff members really um, helped them in their level one training specifically. And uh, we had it in all four different disciplines. We had uh, education staff come and help us with that. Um, oddly enough, we were the first resort open. So that uh, first day of training, um, we had to shut down the numbers of people at a resort because it was just, it was too busy. So we pulled that off and the kids got a couple weeks through experience through working through the holidays. And uh, all of a sudden, they're like, let's take our level one. And they did really, really well. So, And how did that go for them? Was uh, As far as, uh, say, limits on numbers in the assessment, were uh, did you have a, a couple of assessments going on? That's a great question. Yeah, um, Ron Shepard, the executive director at Central, um, really did a great job mandating um, how these events would go. And number one is uh, you can only have X amount of people in your clinic. And it turned into a one-day clinic because uh, much of the stuff was done online and in the past it's been a two-day. So the groups are really separated from their evaluator. And in the case of me, I was a children's specialist evaluator. And I would only do one um, student at a time or one participant at a time. Wow. So we we're really able to keep the the distance, and and Ron's also want hey areas that are interested in having exams, because we've always been a a culture of let's have these great big huge events, and we'll do all the exams at these huge events, and that's changed, and I think that's a positive thing um, from PSA standpoint to help resorts. Yeah, and that's I'm amazed that the resort actually uh, cut down on the public so that you could do training. <laughs> well, yeah, I know we had. <laughs> I think we had 90 people at training, so that was 90 tickets. Um, 
when I say cut down, it was still um, record days because something's going on in the Midwest here and perhaps where you're at too. And that is people can't do things indoors. They're starting to come back and take up skiing because it's an outdoor event. And, you know, although COVID's still a possibility, it's probably a little bit less outside. And it's just been, it's George, it's amazing to see all the tents set up in the parking lot and the tailgate, tailgating going on. It's a, it's a throwback to days long past, I think. That's so awesome. And because people really aren't able to go inside and eat or socialize, correct? Correct. They can't, they cannot go in, they, they cannot, evidently they're going to be able to in a couple weeks potentially, but Nubs Knob may just, may possibly say, hey, we're pretty good with letting you guys just eat outside. You're doing pretty good without being in here. And so you'd see everything happening outside instead of how it used to happen inside. So it's, it's worked. And how has the public been with mask mandates and everything like that? Uh, you know, we've made it through winter break and you haven't shut down. Uh, the public, how am I going to say this? I've been yellow carded twice by, um, resort folks when i'm talking to my uh, group when i'm out training mask up you know and it's like oh i got carded so you know they've been handling that pretty good the public has our, our area has not let off the the gas pedal on making sure people are following the rules so you know and i've said winter break a few times but we're also through mlk which is always a huge weekend and we've got one more coming up president's weekend and then pff, I can't believe we're already talking about spring break. Oh, I know. I know MLK was a record for Nub, for the area I work at, Nubs Nub. And from what I've understood, it was a record at many Midwestern areas. Um, and I think it just speaks to people want to get outside and um, participate uh, in outdoor activities right now because there's nothing you can really do indoors. Any tips in closing for us about uh, things maybe we could bring into our staff trainings or uh, lesson assignments, things like that, that uh, have worked really well for you? Well, absolutely. I think the thing I've found the most important is how I communicate with the whole group weekly. And we have a, a product, and I'm sure you're probably familiar with it. It's called the QuickTime. And you just do a video. Mm-hmm. And then you put you you put your attachments that you want per, our schedule for example weekly schedule, and then a, other information that you want on that. That's been something that's worked very successfully that we didn't use in the past, and I think in the future too. To use the different pods, um, different color pods, I think for our area that would work a lot better than having fifty instructors in a lineup <laughs> and breaking that up. And then your people can go to their their uh, specific pod and meet their instructor there. And I think that's something that's going to carry on. And I also think from a standpoint of just looking at the resort, I think it's pretty refreshing to see people are actually doing stuff outside, like eating lunch or sitting by the fire, rather than all be uh, amalgamated in the lodge. So... Well, Brad, I actually do have one more question for you. I'm just curious, what has been your most popular lesson? It, this is crazy. 
and I've read about it. And and uh, our general manager Ben Dormis says, "Hey, check this out." It's been the parents with the kids, and I didn't think that would quite be like that. But we've had uh, parents come with kids that are seven or eight themselves and combined it into a lesson. We only do privates. So um, that was very interesting to me to see that. I, I hadn't quite planned on that. We've also had, with our nurseries being at very limited numbers to, to next to nothing, um, we've also had a lot of two-and-a-half and, and three-year-olds for private lessons. And how has that gone? <laughs> most of the time, good. But it's very interesting. And I think one of the things I've learned the most is just who your players are that can handle kids. I have some instructors that can take those kids, and if you listen, you think you're back in romper room, just watching TV and all into it. And uh, sometimes it doesn't work. So, yeah, that, that, that's been a very, very interesting concept. Um, but definitely things you learn. You know, one thing I got to say with the private lessons, uh, we're not doing groups either. And it's, uh, it, I think it's so great to see our new instructors have the opportunity to get request privates and really build their confidence with that and actually make some pretty good money. Our, spot on, George. Our younger instructors, how am I going to say this? Being an old guy. I hate to see them cannibalize us, but they are absolutely crushing it right now. And they are getting requests. And when we look up Google uh, responses to our resort, you see these kids that have just started instructing, and the people go, we want to come back because Logan Perry gave us the greatest lesson, or Drew Smith gave us the greatest lesson, or, or Molly Matthews handled our two-and-a-half-year-old like no one can. And it's amazing. It's wonderful to see this this youth movement come out of um, out of this situation this year. It's it's very cheering. It's so wonderful to hear some positive things that have come out of a, a really stressful situation early on. And it's like, you know, if we keep sticking with what we're doing and following guidelines, we can really make this season work. Oh, absolutely, George. It, it has worked. I think I think our numbers will, will show that. Um, I, I really, I think it's bringing people back into skiing in the Midwest. And I, I can only speak for like my, our neck of the woods up here, but our numbers have been unbelievable yet. Everyone is respecting the rules up here. So I, I think it, it, it could bode well for the, for the industry in the long run. Well, Brad Miller, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us on first chair. Thanks so well, much. Thank you, George. Thanks so much for having me. From the PSIA, ASI Safer at Home Studios in Netherland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.